0: On today's episode of the Weekend Wrap-Up, Austin and Wyatt talk through Alabama's season-ending loss in 2016. Then they recap Alabama football pro day. This is the Weekend Wrap-Up, a part of the Bama Central Podcast Network. Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up, a part of the Bama Central Podcast Network. I am your host, Austin Hannon. It is Monday, March 27th, and I'm here alongside my co-host, Bama Central intern Wyatt Fulton. Wyatt, we, we, t- we talked a lot um, last week. Uh, we kind of gave a send-off at the end that well, we'll see you in Houston. We'll see you in the Final Four. Um, so we're going to have to start this off with some pretty bad news uh, for anybody <laughs> that's listening and is unaware yet. Um, Alabama's season in basketball is over. A little short. Um, the Final Four is set officially now that we we're recording this here, late Sunday night-ish, about dinner time. Uh, Miami just finished up with Texas. So we have our Final Four. Alvin was not in it. We thought they would be. We liked. We thought their their, their little bracket there this weekend was going to be favorable. Um, and it just turns out that San Diego State was that was the best team in the South. They got it done every single time. Um, they played a great great team today, yesterday I should say, and they won. Um, and they just what ha- I mean I I'm trying to figure out what happened. You know, it was probably the worst offensive showing we saw all year. Um just it just kind of sucks that it came in the biggest game of the year. It's just not what you want to see Brandon Miller's worst game probably I think he was three for nineteen. I mean numbers that we haven't seen at all this year and it, it was some kind of stat that it was the worst shooting percentage for uh something in the tournament. I, I don't know some he set some kind of weird record that was not a good not a positive thing yeah um I, what happened?
1: I think the biggest thing is that San Diego State just. Came out and played physical, you know. Kind of, it almost sounds like I'm reeling from last week because we were talking about, you know, oh, Alabama can win doing this. Alabama can win doing that. They can play the physical game, they can shoot the lights out. And they come out and San Diego State's getting physical with them. And we, they just didn't know how to respond. It almost seemed like, you know, I thought Alabama made a really good adjustment there in the second half. They got off to that really hot start there and then they just didn't keep it going. Like you said, you know, it was a bad shooting night. The, the names didn't show up like we had kind of hoped. You know, March JQ, Brandon Miller didn't have the best night in the world. Uh, our guy Chuck had a really good game still. But, yes. You yes. know, you need a little bit more than one seven-footer to, to make it past the Sweet 16, unfortunately.
0: Correct. And you don't want to jump on Brandon Miller because of everything he did this year was sensational. Um, obviously, we know that he's going to the NBA. He's probably going to be the second or third pick. Um, and what he did for the school i mean <laughs> not everybody not everybody goes to alabama when you're one of the biggest recruits in the country obviously he had ties with his dad playing football at alabama but um you know he came here and i wouldn't say changed the program because i think that is that's kind of what the team 2 years ago did mm-hmm. uh, kind of changed the narrative around the program and obviously won the sec double and then uh, but they kind of added to that legacy this year and he was a huge part of that but yeah he just he could not hit the back. I mean, he could not hit anything. It was just disastrous. Um, unexpected. I mean, it was just, I don't know. I I went into the game thinking Alabama will probably win by 10. Um, they're yeah. going to come out here. They'll find a way. They've got more offense than San Diego state does. Um, even if they have a little bit of trouble scoring the basketball against a great defense, I think they will be able to score more baskets than San Diego state can. I was wrong though. I mean, they, they can, they came up with the big baskets down the stretch. I mean, I think Alabama led by nine with 10 minutes to go after, you know, playing a bad first half They come out, punch the Aztecs right in the mouth for the first half of the second half. And then just kind of fell apart. And it just seemed like over and over again, Oh, the misses kept coming. The misses keep coming. And then turn around fadeaways. I mean, San Diego state was hitting every big shot they needed to late in the shot clock. And um, it was just, yeah, it was surprising when, when the clock's dwindling down, I'm sitting there like, I, I can't believe like that this is over, like all this stuff, um, this team's done this year. It just didn't feel like sweet 16 was going to be the ending for them. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, it, it's, it's bad because now that we're looking at the bracket, how it unfolded. I mean, if there was, I saw a lot of people saying this, um, Alabama basketball fans, if there was ever a chance for something magical, some kind of national championship thing to happen, it would be now it would have been this year, um, you had Maryland in the second round. Obviously, you had Texas and Corpus Christi. That's a check. That's a shoe-in. But then you get Maryland. Not a wonderful eight seed. I mean, a pretty good basketball team, but they handled them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I think you'll take San Diego State as your matchup in the Sweet 16. I think you'll take a six seed Creighton as your Elite Eight opponent. I mean, you you dodged all these other teams. I mean, Arizona. Uh,
1: Virginia, Virginia, Arizona, got knocked Baylor, round. Virginia. Baylor, yeah.
0: Baylor, who's won a natty. So, like, you didn't have to face any of that. And you got the easiest bracket because you're the number one one overall seed and then some. Um, And now you would have had a matchup with, I I believe, Florida Atlantic in the final four. It's like, it's just like, it it was so close. Like if they could have just taken care of their business like they did all year, um, this is, they absolutely could have lifted the trophy. Obviously they lost to UConn early in the year and that would have been a tough matchup um, or Miami would have been a tough matchup in in the national championship game. But you could have gotten there with not even having to really do that much. Like, we we've, I've seen a lot of Auburn fans talking about, you know, making fun of this run because they had to beat, I think, three Blue Bloods back to back to back. Yeah. Uh, that one year they made the final four. I think they beat Kansas, Kentucky, and Duke. Maybe not North Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina. Thank yeah. you. Go. Um, and they're like, yeah, we had to do this, and we made the final four. And you guys got, you know, San Diego State, Maryland, Texas, AM, Corpus Christi, Creighton, and you couldn't do it. So um it's tough that it had to go down that way. I mean, this this felt like a year and a tournament bracket was unfolding for Alabama to kind of run away with this thing, but they just, they could not, they could not make a shot when they needed to. Um, and San Diego state did. And they're to the final four. I guess that's the positive thing you could take from this um, is that San Diego state did beat Creighton, which Creighton is a rival. Um, if you are following on social media, that's <laughs> obviously a big thing. That's it's, it's a basketball rival because uh, back in the, the dark days of Alabama basketball, the, their one chance in the NCAA tournament was against Creighton. And it was a brutal ending. Um, which created a brutal ending to their game today too. So um, it's, 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 it's hard to wrap the whole season up because it felt like it flew by, but also when you think back on it, it's like, man, that was a crazy season that, you know, we're just now capping off in late March. Um, And it started there in early November and, you know, you had the long one opener, you go out to Portland, uh, you know, you start sec play, you win the Mm -hmm. sec double, you make this, it just, everything was just, it was great. And it was a great season for Oates. Um, Alabama's now one and nine, I think, in the sweet sixteen in program history. Brutal. I mean, they just cannot get over the sweet sixteen hump other than that one year uh in 04 when they made the elite eight. It's it's crazy because you have Florida Atlantic first ever tournament and then final four. They have then they, yeah. they now have more final fours than Alabama does, and they've made one tournament ever. And it's just like that sucks. Like, but here we are, you know. Uh, what's next? I mean, we got two assistant coaches out. You're got to replace those, which I think that's a bigger deal than a lot of people try to put impact on. I mean, Hodgson's I think that's, a great coach. Charlie I Henry's think that's a great coach. Be, yeah. I think that's gonna be both, a bigger
1: deal than Yeah. They're replacing both great you know, recruiters. Brandon Miller and JQ. Yeah,
0: they're both great recruiters. I mean, I'm sure Oates will find two guys that um will fit his system and, and fit in well, but there's something about like being comfortable with your assistants too. I mean, Hodgson had been with yeah. him since Buffalo. Um I don't remember the exact year Charlie Henry came into Tuscaloosa, but he had been there for a few years. And so, you know, you kind of have to do the Nick Saban thing, where you kind of have to retool your coaching staff, kind of figure out where you're going to go. You're going to lose probably your two best players, if we're counting JQ as that. I, I yeah. he could come back. I mean, if we want to talk about that, we can. A hey, will he come back? I don't know. Um, he's having fun on Twitter today, so you that know, was thoroughly entertaining to watch. You, you know, you know, Brandon Miller's gone. So you're probably going to get back some, some solid players though. I mean, you're going to get back Sears. You're going to get back Chuck Um, junior junior year. Chuck could be a problem if he can continue what he's doing here at the end of this year. Yeah. Um, You're going to get players back. You might, you're not going to get Noah Clowney back. I should, I forgot to mention him. I don't, I think he's going to end up going early first round lottery, probably uh, maybe a little bit outside of it. And that's, that's going to be him going to the league if that's the case. So you got to replace him. You're going to have to replace Noah Gurley. It was a big leader on this team this year. I mean, you're going to have to kind of rework um, everything you've got going on here. I mean, it, it's like you're breaking up a big, big part of your team and mm-hmm. you're losing assistants. You're losing your best player, maybe two best players if you want to count Clowney in that. You're losing your biggest leader, probably two biggest leaders if, you, if JQ leaves and Gurley. Um, so we'll see. I mean, wh- what's next here for the Crips of Tide? Uh, obviously, big another great you know achievement, what they did this year. I mean, people looking at it in a negative way, obviously because people like to judge full seasons based on the NCAA tournament, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not going to lie. I, I not, I unconsciously do it myself. I'm like, well, you know, could not make it the past the sweet 16. That's kind of a letdown, but it's like, no, they went 31 and six, <laughs> won the sec double. And so, yeah, another big milestone for oats. He's done it twice. Now uh, this program's definitely near the top of the college basketball world right now. And so what's next?
1: This this was big for Oats this season was if the Sweet 16 team a couple of years ago changed the narrative around Alabama basketball I think this year's Sweet 16 team cemented said hey like we are here to play you know that wasn't the fluke COVID year was not a fluke COVID year is now the standard mm-hmm. and so obviously this is going to be a very important offseason for Coach Oats replacing like you said the two assistant coaches you know, best of luck to them in their, in their future endeavors. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I'm, I'm sure uh, what he usually does is he, he would like to probably put them on the schedule. So don't yeah. be surprised if you see Arkansas state and Georgia Southern on the non-conference schedule in the near future.
1: Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll match up with San Diego state too at some point in the next couple <laughs> yeah, of years. Watch. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but this is, this is obviously going to be huge, you know, not only are Charlie Henry and, you know, coach Hodgson, some of the best uh, assistant coaches in basketball, but they're, like you said, they're some of the best recruiters in basketball as well. So I think Nate Oates, this is a pivotal offseason, but at the same time, I think, you know, he's I think he'll deliver. You know, there's a reason he's getting paid the money he's getting paid. There's a reason the university is committing to him the way they want to commit to him. And so just retool, obviously deal with the emotions of this season. You know, the outgoing players and coaches wish them the best of luck, but get back in the building, you know, next couple of weeks or after you take your time off and say, hey, look, let's get over this hump, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely agree. I think it's it's going to happen. I mean, as long as Oates is here in Tuscaloosa and he keeps bringing in these recruiting classes and um, getting them to play like he is, they're going to make the final four at some point. Um, It just felt like this was like a really like this felt like the year that like everything came together. It's like, is there going to be a team as good as this one in the future in Tuscaloosa? We don't know. We'll have to see. Um, as me and Wyatt both age on, we'll see <laughs> where, this, where this program goes, but it felt like a big opportunity missed, but regardless, I mean, an unbelievable season they, they accomplished so much um, and it was a joy to cover. I'll say that. So that's a wrap on the, the basketball season. It's It's, it's gone five months, I think. Unfortunately, it it's, we're going to start slowing down here in Tuscaloosa with the, the diamond sports, but um, yeah, way to go basketball. Um, another great year. Sweet 16 is a, is a big thing. You know, they could have lost to Maryland. What if they had gone out in the round of 32? What yeah. if, you know, what if they had lost to the 16 seed like Purdue did? Um, so you got to keep those things in mind. Great year. Um, shout out all of them. Nate Oates, Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller, have fun in the NBA. Uh, yeah. I'll be watching, obviously. I want uh, to ask, let's, really, yeah. I ask yeah. really quick.
1: Yeah. Last weekend, we were talking about, you know, greatest team ever in Tuscaloosa, especially if they make it to the Elite Eight. Are you still thinking that yeah. on this end of the Sweet 16?
0: Yes, I think this. And that's why it's so like, That's why it hurts is because it's like I I do think this is the best team that's ever played in Coleman Coliseum and Tuscaloosa, you name it. I think this is the best team um, to play here. And, you know, there's definitely similarities with that team two years ago. Um, But, yeah, I I think the overall body of work this year's team had it a little bit over last year. I'd love to see them play against each other. That would be just...
1: <laughs> so you you want to talk about a basketball game that'll cause them out of so much stress and headaches and golly if you could somehow clone Nate Oates I would just right God it'd be amazing
0: it would. <laughs> that's, that's I think, all I
1: can say to that yes yeah, just...
0: it would and put him on the floor at Coleman one team wears white the other crimson yeah um, you got the 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 brand new Nate Oates to the SEC versus like the more tenured one now. Mm-hmm. That's probably he's probably a little bit of a better coach, so I give him the edge there. Probably I'd probably give it to the the 2022 23 team uh, with the with the coaching experience, kind of more. And they don't that that team didn't have Brandon Miller, but this team didn't have Herb Jones, so it that's true. It, Herb would be guarding Brandon. I mean, Brandon on be, Herb would just be a <laughs> phenomenal matchup. <laughs> phenomenal matchup. We can make it up in our head as as long as we want, but that would be incredible to watch. Um, two NBA players going at it, multiple NBA players going at it. Um, let's talk football. Obviously we had a little bit of a big thing, you know, pro day was on Thursday. It's not huge. Um, I was there. It's not the most exciting thing ever here in spring practice, but (laughs) it's the dog days. It's what you got to get through to get to the big stuff um, here in the fall coming up. Bryce Young threw. uh, he didn't run, he didn't do anything else, but he threw that thing around and he looked pretty good doing it. He looked really good. You know, obviously,
1: those of us who have watched Bryce Young for the last two seasons know that he is probably the best quarterback in this draft, the best overall offensive player in this draft. I would go as far to say as well, you know, but Bryce Young, the touch on the deep ball, phenomenal, you know, and I also really like stepping away a little bit from Bryce Young here, the receivers that were able to get out there, and put mm-hmm. up, put on work. You saw Malik Benson get out there and really shine in front of some scouts. Cory Brooks looked good. Jermaine Burton. We're still working on the deep ball, but you <laughs> know, <laughs> we we got a while till September, so
0: hopefully we can. We do. I wanted to ask you. I mean, Malik Benson, obviously he is the JUCO kid, right? Number one receiver out of JUCO, I mm-hmm. think. Um, but I've been hearing good things about him. I mean, I, Saban kind of talked about how great he was doing it in Sugar Bowl practice and then for him to be chosen as one of the targets for Bryce Young at his pro day, that's gotta be a pretty good sign, right? That's gotta be a big step for him and a
1: huge vote of confidence. I mean, you're talking about, you know, potentially the first overall pick potentially the first quarterback off the board, you know, Malik Benson, Malik Benson did not play with Bryce Young at (laughs) all in college. The only experience he got was sugar bowl practice and probably a little bit of off season throwing here and there, but I mean, Bryce was in Indianapolis with the Combine for a good bit of March. So, you know, how much time did he really get to practice with Bryce Young? So the fact that Benson was out there running these routes and Bryce had that much faith in him already and the coaching staff as well. I mean, if I were Bryce, I'd have said, look, you know, my dream scenario, I'm calling up J-Mo. Like, hey, man, I'll buy your flight. I'll buy your hotel. Get to (laughs) Tuscaloosa. Like, let's run some routes. But from Mike yeah.
0: Benson to be out there was a huge vote of confidence heading into next season. Yeah. And you mentioned kind of like he wants to impress people, Bryce, obviously. Um, but I didn't see too much. Of that. I mean, obviously, he didn't do anything at the combine, really. Mm-hmm. And then he just threw it pro day. So, I mean, either people are telling him that they don't really need to see anything else. They're set um because he didn't really throw for that long either I mean we've seen some pro days go on forever he kind of went out there threw a few routes did a couple interviews shook a couple hands kissed a couple babies (laughs) um and he kind of he he just called it a day so there was a lot of people there I got to see uh I got to see my favorite head coach Mike McDaniel obviously as a Dolphins (laughs) fan um obviously we're not gonna take Bryce Young but uh yeah, I mean, getting to see all those people talk to him, I think everybody loves him. I I mean, that's not surprising. That was one of my takeaways uh, from Pro Day. My story was everybody loves Bryce Young, and why not? Like, he's a great kid. Uh, he's got a great attitude. He's a great football player. Um, he's a little small. That's what the NFL people are saying. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, he went to the dinner with the Panthers on Wednesday night. I heard they went to, I believe it was evangelines yes um and he had very local funny, people, reporting to hit that out of the people, park people Great just job. just it out he had <laughs> uh what was it salad and and some kind of seafood i don't know but yeah something i mean bryce Young's even better than than i am so i i could say that but i think i don't know i, I think there's a, a lot of people are talking about the panthers taking stroud are they going to take richardson but from what i can tell everybody that was with the organization there, was very much enjoying being around Bryce Young and, and watching him play football at the Hank Crispendorf facility. So we'll see. Um he uh he's he's got a bright future regardless of where he goes. Obviously we got to see Will we Will Anderson one more time. Uh, he didn't do anything. He he did his did a really good job at the combine and I think he felt pretty content with where he was at. Um uh, but like I said he he, yeah. he came in, kissed a couple babies did a couple <laughs> interviews Uh, He had Balenciaga shoes on. I mean, he was doing the whole thing. Uh, But yeah, it was great to see those guys one more time, um, getting to cover them last year and kind of learn their personalities and who they are. And they're kind of like my first little, like my first little babies covering Alabama (laughs) sports since I got to kind of be around them. Um, It'll probably hit a little different, just like Brandon Miller will when they make professional leagues. Um, But yeah, Cameron Latu looked great. That was another one of my takeaways. I thought he was very impressive. And I've been telling people this, For a long time. I really do think Cameron Latu is going to be a good tight end in the NFL. I think he has all the intangibles. I think he can block. I think he can catch. I think he's quick. His 40 was really good. I I don't remember seeing what it clocked out at, Um, but he looked fast and he was coming off a hamstring injury, but he still wanted to go out there in front of all the NFL people and show what he had Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he's going to be a great player. I think whoever gets him is going to kind of be like, wow, like we might've got a steal here in the late rounds. Um, So keep an eye out on that. We got to see DJ Fluker make his return to Tuscaloosa. Laughs from the past right there. That was interesting to watch. He was hanging out with his old coach, Pete Carroll. Uh, They were having a couple laughs. Obviously, I I don't, was he on a Super Bowl team there? I don't, I don't think he was. I don't think
1: he stayed. I don't think he stayed around for the Seahawks run. There.
0: Yeah. But he was there. He looked great. I mean, he he's pushing people around. Uh, and it kind of shows you okay, here's the difference between college guys and guys that have been in the NFL for a dozen years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, he's just huge. And it's like, wow, you think like JC Latham's big. And then he walks in, you're like, that's a whole so, different kind of big.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But, DJ Fluker.
0: Hello. Yeah. Right. So uh, it was good to see him again. Obviously, I watched him when I was a child. Um, I'll date myself a little bit there. Uh, but yeah, I was I was a pretty much a youngin' when he used to take the field for Alabama, but I do remember him. Um, so it was good to see him out there. Hopefully, he makes a team. Hey, if the Dolphins want to sign him, we're in need of, of a little bit of help on the offensive line. <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting DJ Fluker, we'll see a little veteran in there. Um, last thing on on football here, I wanted to bring it up because we it happened earlier this week, but uh, we did get clarification at 8 a The situation here on hand, I want your opinion on this. Nate Oates, Nick Saban. Um, we got. <laughs> We got the crazy comment Man. on Monday, which was when our last podcast dropped. So we didn't get it in. Yeah. And then we had him responding on Thursday uh, to a question asked. I was right there. And he said, no, obviously that was not intentional. I don't watch press conferences of basketball. Yeah. I don't do social media, all this and that. I don't want to be so naive to where to say that I believe him, but I don't I don't know. He it seems like he always has intention, and it f- seems hard to believe that. Being in the same offices as Oates in the athletic department, he never even heard of the Oates wrong place, wrong time thing. Um What, what, are, your, what are your thoughts on this? Is Sabin being a little, is he being a little pushy? Or is it just maybe he was frustrated and something slipped out? Or is this just all coincidence?
1: I think Nick Saban is extremely intentional. Extremely we know this. Extremely intentional. And that's From why... 2007 to now, we've known this. Correct. He is extremely intentional in everything he says and everything he's, especially in front of the media. So to say there's no such thing as wrong place, wrong time, I don't think personally that it was a shot at Oates, but I do think it's a little bit more of a tell on the way these two run their programs. Nick Saban is the one that will come out and say, absolutely not. You're done. I mean, Raquan Davis having to call Coach Saban up, you know, in the middle of the night, saying, "Hey, I've, you know, gotten a little bit of trouble here and there," you know, back during uh, what was it, the 2017 season? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, it's just I think it's just the way that two run their programs. Nick Saban is a very hard line, like, no, I will deal with this internally, and Nate Oates, Nate kind of let it let the law play out a little bit more. I think than maybe necessarily what Saban does from time to time Saban will I don't want to say I don't want to say the wrong thing here Saban will oftentimes just say hey look we're going to have you step aside until we can get a little bit more information and Nate Oates came through and said information's kind of already out there like you know we've seen the police footage you know it's not out to the public but in our eyes there's really nothing to there's no reason to create any discipline for said player. And so just let them keep going.
0: And I, I I, may be sounding like I think it was on purpose. I'm not saying that just because I've never heard of any rift between the two of them before. Mm-hmm. We've seen them. I mean, obviously, I don't know if it was a PR thing when we got the, when he came to practice the very next day and they took pictures and put it all over social media, <laughs> but um, I don't think there was ever a rift there. And you see that at other athletic programs. I mean, for example, Kentucky, we, we had the big fight yep. between uh, Stoops, and, uh... Stoops and Calipari over the money for funding for a practice facility or something. Um, so schools have situations like that. And we don't, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, we've never had that here um, between those two guys. And so that makes me think, why would he just willingly just be mean like that to a, to a coworker? I don't think he would do that. Right. Um, and, and maybe it's someone involved with the situation told Saban that, Tony Mitchell might have been in the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm saying maybe, Mitchell may maybe, have told
1: Saban I was in the wrong place, wrong right. time. And, and maybe Saban's he's like, no. taking
0: that and mm-hmm. it is using it. Is it has nothing to do with Brandon. Miller. I mean, we don't really know. Uh, but I just thought it would be interesting to bring it up and see what you thought, uh, just because it was one of the bigger news items of the week in Alabama sports. So I do. I will say I do agree. I don't not agree. Agree is the wrong terminology. I do
1: believe Saban when he says I don't watch basketball press conferences just because Correct. that man but is so –
0: the blinders are on yeah, with right. Now, Saban. Yeah, he's not going on YouTube and, and watching Bama Centrals. If you haven't seen it, we always put <laughs> press conferences on YouTube. Um, watching press conferences back. I, but I also don't think he had no idea.
1: No, I, I mean, think he knew. Well, and I, I also don't think the basketball practice was necessarily a PR move because – Okay. I'm sorry. Going to Sweet 16, giving him I was good like luck. some some PR intern walking into Coach Saban's office saying, "Hey Nick, mm-hmm. I really think you should do this." No shot. Nobody's no. telling
0: Nick Saban, especially not in Tuscaloosa. Nobody's telling Nick Saban what to do at this point. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's up for you guys to decide. I don't. I mean, take it. It's over now. Uh, the season, the basketball season's over. If we need to mention that again, so it's probably gonna roll out of the news. But yeah, I mean. I'm also not saying Nick Saban's the greatest guy ever. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he wanted to kind of put his foot down and you know kind of stand his ground. Um, but he does, he does have a lot more experience. So you
1: yeah. know, you could look at it from the viewpoint of okay, was he using that as a teaching moment? He loves teaching moments. Right. Is he using that as a teaching moment, telling
0: Nate Oates this indirectly, is indirectly do things directly right. to
1: not indirectly telling Nate Oates, hey, you got to put your foot down sometimes and say
0: right. no. You know, so yeah, right. Yeah, well, we'll here on uh the weekend wrap up podcast, me and White are just going to be dummies and we're just gonna eat what Alabama fed us and <laughs> there's no fight. Everything's cool. Nick Saban definitely didn't jinx the team and, and make them lose the game. Maybe it was Skip Bayless. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw that him tweeting yep. out that Alabama was without Alabama's a doubt a going to win the national championship a lock. Um so we had that too. So Alabama fans had fun on Twitter whenever <laughs> whatever, that one came out. Whatever you want to. Whatever you want to say, that's your opinion. You can have it. Um, but I chose to be the sheep it. and let and, and we're gonna have, we're lips. gonna be the sheep and they're <laughs> best friends. And they have yeah. offices that are connected and they hang out and eat lunch together and they're just best friends, and this would never happen. That's what we're gonna say here. Yeah, Um, but that's your football content. I'll mention it again. I'm probably gonna mention it every single podcast until the big day. A day is April 22nd. Um, so if you're interested in coming, there's your date. Uh other results around the weekend. Like I mentioned earlier, we're kind of winding down here. We've got no football. We have no more basketball now. Um, so we're kind of letting baseball and softball take over, get the spotlight. Uh, and they both had frustrating weekends. Baseball only got one game against number 23 Kentucky. I will don't have an opinion on that series yet just because I'm not really sure who Kentucky is. Um, I think they had won 17 games in a row, though. They were playing really well. Uh, they came here and got two of three. Alabama won on Sunday afternoon um, to avoid the sweep. Two and four in the SEC, mixed results. Not horrible, uh, but I, I think you do always want to take two out of three in your home series, um, especially against a team like Kentucky. Which I'm not hating on Kentucky; they are ranked. <laughs> um, but I need to see more of the season play out to kind of get a feel for how good. Kentucky, I mean, if Kentucky ends up being a top ten team, then it was a win. I mean, getting yeah. one in, one out of three. So this uh, early we'll in the see. season, though, the idea is that yeah. you know,
1: with the with what the rest of the SEC is in basketball, you, you'd like to take the series here. Right.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Not when basketball.
1: A home baseball. I apologize.
0: Oh, yeah. Home series against a program like Kentucky, which has struggled for years now. Um, you kind of want to get two out of three, if not a sweep. But Kentucky was playing great baseball um, and they might be a really good team. We'll find out. They've just kind of had a similar situation to Alabama where the non-conference has been kind of not so hard. Yeah, and So they've won. they've stacked a bunch of wins, uh, but they did, I believe, sweep Mississippi State, who is bad but they swept them last weekend in Lexington and then came here and got two out of three. So they're five and one Allen was two and four softball, same thing, uh, but a little bit different. They went to Knoxville, Tennessee, number three, Tennessee. um, And they got one game on Saturday. I was, I was covering that this weekend. Um, Had an early lead on Sunday. Would have been a huge series to get, but their struggles kind of continued. Montana Fouts still kind of inconsistent at times this year. Mm -hmm. Um, She had a bad game Friday and Sunday, And they lost two out of three, but the good news for softball is they've got Missouri next Um, in Columbia, the worst team in the SEC. They really need to get a sweep out of that Um, or else team 27 might be might be getting close to. Are they it? You know, like last year's team, we thought was it. They lost in their own regional in Tuscaloosa. Started yeah, raising a lot I'm of not questions saying anything, at that point. But people people are a little, I mean, and it's bizarre that people have the opinion because he's made 13 World Women's College World Series. But people are starting to talk about, is Patrick Murphy's system aging? is something. What's yeah. what's not right here? The team can't hit, and then when they hit, they can't pitch. Right, um, they can't seem to mesh they it can't all together right it when together they need right to. Now. So uh, I think the same could be said for the baseball team, though. So both of them are kind of, in a fluster right now. Baseball obviously had that amazing start, uh, but since then has been kind of off and on, if you will. Um, but that's why the Diamond Sports have such a long season. You have a long time to turn it around. Um, I've also right. seen that conversation yeah. start up about uh, Coach Bo. Yeah. Oh, that conversation's been that yeah been been happening for a few years already. I Getting mean, louder, maybe is the terminology. Very loud. I think it was people. Some people were surprised he wasn't let go last year. Um, yeah. Which. Nothing personal. I love Brad Bohannon. Um, I've covered the team now. This is the second year. Always nice. Great with the media. Um, But, yeah, the time is definitely ticking on him just because, you know, I think this is year five or six, and you've made one tournament. You didn't even make it out the regional. Yeah. And now you had a a lot of high expectations this year. Got off to a great start. I was like, okay, maybe he's got the going here. And now, like I said, they're kind of – Rolling around a little bit, not playing great baseball. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, the the difference is Bohannon hasn't made 13 College World Series. That's also true. And one of Natty. I mean, obviously Murphy still has the ring, too, which when you've done what he's done here in Tuscaloosa, and literally he started the program um, Yeah, here in Tuscaloosa. He's almost basically got a lifetime contract, I think. Uh, just because that's kind of the way it rolls. I mean, he's been here for almost 30 years and He's won a national championship. I mean, he's been to 13 World Series. So, you know, you can't really fire a guy like that because then it's like, all right, well, whoever you get is just not going to be as good as Patrick Murphy. So right. um, we'll see what happens there. Diamond sports are here. Start watching. I know the basketball loss sucks. I know you, a lot of you are still grieving, but softball and baseball are here and they need your support. So let's get that thing rolling. It's almost April. Wyatt, you got anything else?
1: I don't think so. I think we... I think we hit it all out right. of the park
0: i think we hit it out of the park so we'll talk to you next week um appreciate you listening again and next time we talk to you it'll be april so hey there's that april showers bring May flowers right <laughs> uh thanks for listening wyatt it's been good we'll see you guys next week all time